Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by Olivia Fahey from Geek Ireland. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So hit game Stray is getting its animated movie treatment. It is. So if anyone is even the slightest bit interested in video games, like what could be better than playing a game that is about a cat and its best friend who's a robot as they try and return to the surface from this city populated by like robots, machines and mutant bacteria. Very true. <laughs> that, that, that sounds interesting. As a movie, that sounds very interesting. Doesn't it? And like the game was like the, one of the surprise hits of 2022. Um, I think it scooped a couple of awards at the Game Awards last year as well. And yeah, so it's just been announced that it's going to be produced by so Annapurna Animation is their kind of the animation studio version of mm-hmm. their video game studio, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so basically, they've got like another department under the same umbrella, and it's the same group who did the um, animated series of Nimona on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that or if yeah. any of your listeners have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it seems to be that it's, it's going to be in good hands and they're kind of describing it as like a, a buddy cop, <laughs> like a buddy comedy, <laughs> cat and robot sort of style thing. Nice. And I'm like, I think I'm, I think this is going to be a really, really good vibe. And I'm also happy that they're keeping it animation as opposed to yes. trying to do something weird with CGI because I as much as like that's kind of the way that the video game is, I don't think that would work for an actual like film or a series. So yeah, animation I think is the way to go, and I am ridiculously excited for it. <laughs> it just seems so cute. Are game to movie adaptations kind of a relatively new thing? So they've been attempted so many times over the years, and it's only kind of recently that the formula seems to be working. So we've had, like, between films and TV series, like, Super Mario Bros. is the second most popular uh, film at the box office this year, um, earning more than a billion dollars. It's only second now to Barbie, which is a toy. Um, The Witcher 3 on Netflix, I think, was probably one of the first really, really well-done game-to-series adaptations. Now, of course, we've also had The Last of Us, in terms of movies, we've now had Sonic the Hedgehog, Tomb Raider actually back in the day as well, mm-hmm. and Detective Pikachu. Like Pokemon has always been extremely popular when it comes to game and series and movie adaptations. So it's always been an option, but it's only recently that they seem to be getting it right. And like they're just jumping on the bandwagon now. Instead of going to, to books for inspiration, mm-hmm. all the studios are just going to video games now. Um, it's looking likely that the Zelda games are going to be ad- um, adapted into a movie um, with, I'm going to assume, Universal, if uh, Super Mario went with them. We've got a Bioshock movie coming out. I think that's with Netflix, Fallout TV series. There's just like an endless, endless list of games that are going to be adapted for the screen. So, yeah, this is this is where it's going. And hopefully they don't forget... <laughs> how to do it well because I'm enjoying that they're actually finally doing a good job with these. See, this is the thing. If they're going to do it, they do need to do it well. There's no point doing it half-assed really, is there? No, not at all. And because people are going to really be so invested in what's what's being done, they're going to call you out if you get it wrong. 100%. But also I suppose there's a big merchandise like 
um, part of this as well, like where they can feed off of that as well with it if it is good too. Definitely. And at the end of the day, like merchandise, I think Star Wars is probably one of the first films to or franchises to really capitalize on that. And look at it now, like Star Mm -hmm. Wars collectible items fetch millions. So, yeah, I think overall, it's it's definitely a, a good idea from a studio looking for good money at the box office kind of thing. Um, We just hope that they continue to do it respectfully and well. (laughs) Something else that has done really well over the years is Friends. And now the Friends experience is coming to Dublin. Oh my God, I actually cannot wait for this because, well, you know me, I'm a big geek. And, (laughs) you know, Friends may not seem to be very geeky, but if I had to go on Mastermind and say what my specialist subject is... I would pick Friends over Star Wars, which is a very uh, big statement coming from me. Um, Look, everybody, we've all done it. Like, oh, who's the Rachel of the group? Who's the Joey of the group? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. Well, then you get to channel your favorite characters and actually go and check out some of these newly created um, sets where you can go and get like photo ops done at like the the iconic purple door. You can go and help uh, Ross to pivot. (laughs) sofa <laughs> up the stairs you can go have a pretend coffee in Central Park like the the list goes on for all of the interactive sets they have there so I am very excited and it's coming to Dublin after already bringing in like something ridiculous like 250,000 fans saw wow. in Paris and Brussels alone and it's currently travelling all over Europe and the UK so yeah this is going to be good I hope they've definitely gotten their miles out of friends for sure haven't they <laughs> Yeah, and like, I know that people who only got introduced to the series when it started streaming on Netflix weren't as keen on it as a lot of the rest of us were. But I do think that like some of the stuff that's in there was not only ahead of its time, but it's probably still ahead of the time now, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. way. Like it was one of the first series to tackle surrogacy and um, it was the first one of the first series to have, you know, a lesbian like that was sort of, well, yes, she was slagged off a little bit, but she was also, like, welcomed. Like, they weren't, like, ostracizing her or anything like that. So, like, there was a lot of good to it. It certainly wasn't perfect, like, in in hindsight. But I, for one, love just throwing it on the background and being like, ah, I love this episode. Absolutely. You don't have to do too much thinking. It just, it's just on and you can enjoy it and it is what it is kind of thing. It's like a comfort show. Yeah, 100%. Now, tell us about Ahsoka. (laughs) Now, here's where you get me very, very excited. Um, Ahsoka is just a little over halfway through its premiere season. Now, it's not confirmed whether it is coming back for a second season, but I am keeping everything crossed that it does. And so far, we have gotten to see what has happened post-Star Wars Rebels. That was an animated series that is um, also streaming on Disney+. And they've basically taken those characters, put them into live action, including Ahsoka, who we got introduced to in live action in the episode called The Jedi in The Mandalorian Season 2. And she is now leading her own series with some of the characters from Rebels. And they're going on this big adventure to stop Thrawn from coming back and sort of bringing the First Order to life, shall we say. So if anyone has seen the prequel, sorry, not the prequel, the sequel trilogy, Um, you'd be familiar with the the First Order, but you wouldn't be familiar with Thrawn. And we're kind of like sealing in the gaps here. And episode five has probably been one of the most talked about episodes of a series all year. 
pretty much because Hayden Christensen returned as Anakin Skywalker and absolutely blew everybody out of the water. I love him. He was fantastic. I do too. I got to meet him at Star Wars Celebration earlier this year and I was like a giddy little schoolgirl again. Yeah. Like, it was just amazing. Never thought I'd get the opportunity to meet him. Now I have. I'm just like, woohoo. And just seeing him be welcomed back into the Star Wars family the way that he has and him being able to prove that he was a good casting. It was just, you know, the writing and the... Yeah, and the it just needed the, tweaking. The trilogy were crap. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of fans of this. I know Kieran in here is a huge fan of it. I think he tunes in. It's on every Wednesday, I think, a new one's released, right? Yes. Yeah, so in America, it's called Tano Tuesday because it airs at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Okay. But over here, that's 2 a.m. on a Wednesday. So it doesn't really, we don't really get the lovely alliteration. No, not quite. Um, but yes, if, if you stay up late until 2 o'clock in the morning, then, you know, fair play to you. Um, but it's all, it is, it is going to land every Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. And I just can't wait to see where it goes now because for anyone who has seen the most recent episode, the way that it's now leading into the final three episodes of the season. It's going to be very, very exciting and I just can't wait. Mm, I must start watching. I haven't started watching it yet. I must get involved in it because I feel like I'm missing out for sure. You are. You are. All the information is up on Geek Ireland. Olivia Fahey, thank you so much for chatting to us. Always a pleasure.